0: tuning into the everything must go podcast I'm Steven along here with Brandon we know that we have been out of this for a little while now here we've actually basically everything that could possibly come up has come up recently I had to go out of town for a wedding that I was in then I also had uh, I got sick then Brandon got sick then I had to go out of town again uh, actually to Germany so it just, we have not really been able to correspond a good time to record an episode.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's It's been kind of a a transitional period, if you will, just different things changing. I actually um, was kind of in pursuit of um, my master's, getting into a master's program, um, which I did get accepted into one. So I'll be moving here in a couple Woo-hoo. months. Yeah, no, I'm pumped. Um but yeah, so it's, for both of us, I think it's just been kind of a crazy time. Um, but uh, our goal definitely is to to keep pumping these out because um, we, we both love doing these. Um, we just had uh, <laughs> a rough patch there for a little bit, not <laughs> being able to get recorded, but we're back at it.
0: You're damn right. It seems like we could just never, ever be free and any of the weekends, basically. Yeah.
1: No, yeah, it was crazy because you had that wedding, And then I think it was the next weekend, I got sick, so we couldn't record, and then the next weekend after that, you got sick, so it was like, I gave it to you, even though I'm up in Minnesota, and you're in Chicago, Um, but just, it's just kind of funny. (laughs) That's that's another thing we do on the
0: show, too, we also disprove science.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a big part, we're going to try to focus on that area more, just disproving science, and... Stick with us to learn about Flat Earth, right? (laughs) (laughs) I knew you were a Kyrie Irving fan. Get out of here. Get out of
0: here with that talk.
1: All right. Well, I I mean, I think we can get into our topic. I don't know if you guys remember last episode. We said that this topic was going to be about millennials and uh, paying our dues. So I'll kind of start off with a little bit. There's kind of this negative connotation. I don't know if you kind of feel that with, with our generation, the millennial generation, um, kind of things like laziness or this desire for instant gratification. Do you think that connotation is deserved or is it blown out of proportion?
0: I think there's some parts of it that are probably deserved. I I do think that some of the the instant gratification is just a a product of growing up. So yeah, you and I were both born in the early nineties we, we grew up in an era of – where we watched a, a lot of TV and then that sort of turned into – we got exposed to computers and then text messaging. And as our yeah. lives have gone on, things have become more instant. Obviously, online shopping, hence you click on something and then it's at your door a couple of days later. In fact, right. I even get sometimes impatient that it takes that long for the item to show up. I'll click and, and buy something on Amazon and I'll be like, what do you mean two weeks? two weeks, right? Like, that's just too long for me. I, I think the instant gratification is for me, very real. I, I do think that that, that kind of happened as a, a product of the internet becoming big during our lifetime. We could just instantly click and, and get information that had never happened before in, in the history of humanity. Um, and the the laziness has sort of come as a byproduct of that because now we don't want to have to go into a library and search through the Dewey Decimal system to try to figure out what books have what information that we're looking for. We yeah. have it right in the palm of our hand, the access to that information. So yes, I do think that we are a little bit more lazy and, and at least
1: informationally. What, 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 uh, what do you think? I mean, yeah, it, I definitely – find myself being very impatient, and I think laziness in itself is a topic that I don't really know how to tackle, because I think there are definitely things that I I avoid doing out of laziness, but I think I'm also, I, I would consider myself a very amb- ambitious person and a uh, quote-unquote go-getter, um, so when I really want something and when I go, go for it, I really go for it, um, but... Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It's I we just grew up in this time where things started coming so fast, and so I think it really comes when we're on autopilot. It's just kind of this natural feel of I'm supposed to have this right now, because if I'm aware of it, and I don't know if you feel this way, if you're if you're being more present and aware, you're able to shut off that urge for things to come immediately. It's more like, okay, I can be patient with this. I mean, do you do you feel like you're aware enough to have that kind of uh, mindset, this patient mindset? I'm probably
0: not the best example because I am a very impatient person in general. I've actually looked into that in through my history to try to figure out why I think I'm probably even more impatient than average for someone my age. But... I I don't I can't find the the real root of it. I I think that for me, I just grew up in an environment where, if I want if I wanted something like, the technology was there to to support it along the way. Like it it kept getting better and better. I yeah. I think I probably got more frustrated and still do by the concept of laziness. I know growing up, if ever anybody called me lazy, it was like the worst insult that you could possibly call me like who wants to be called lazy lazy to me means you're not living your life to the fullest you're not going to exceed anyone's expectations you're just going to sit there and let the world come to you which when I was younger yeah I probably did do that but I think that's a horrible thing to to call someone do you think from your perspective that our generation is lazier than let's say
1: one that preceded it. Well, I was just kind of thinking about this as you were talking. It's it's tough to say because like for previous generations, they are now adults and able to see things as we are growing up. And they, you know, they experience. I wasn't around when they were going through that stuff. So I, I can't really say a previous generation was this or that. Um, So I don't, I don't really know. But I feel like I, humans, they're, it's a cycle. Like, we repeat history. So, I feel like this whole idea of laziness and stuff, um, it's probably always been that way for people. Like, they've always had an impatience. It's just everything is more enhanced now because everything is continually evolving. Um, you know, with technology, with how we communicate, all this stuff, I, it's just tough for me to say you know, in a, in a concrete manner that, hey, you know, our generation, the millennial generation are lazier than other, I, I feel like I know people, you know, my age that are just, they're go, go, go all the time, there's no laziness, Um, but again, I, I think that that concept is so different because, you know, if, if I'm a crazy go-getter at playing video games, well... (laughs) You know, people might still consider me lazy because I'm sitting around on my ass, you know, just playing a game, but there are also professional video game players. So it's just like, I, I don't know. It, it's another one of those things that you can't really win no matter what you do. I, I just feel like, um, th- there has to be some sort of awareness within people in our generation of pursuing something, um, or, you know, getting out of ruts of laziness. I, I don't know. It, how do you feel? Like you? Do you feel like a previous generation might be um, correct in saying that we're more lazy?
0: So I was thinking as you were saying that about what is considered laziness and what's not considered laziness. And I thought of a couple of things. One of them was, okay, yeah, you could say that maybe we're lazier now because we can just – I can just sit here while I'm talking to you. And I could do a one-click purchase on Amazon and buy a, a – I don't know, some rare – object that is that I I couldn't find at a normal store if I just went walking around here. Right. So, you know, I could, I could just click and then I could could just wait here and it would be shipped to me. Whereas 30 years ago, maybe that it was located in Montana. Some guy had a, had a shop in Montana somewhere. And that was the only place that I could go to get this. And I heard about it. So I'm going to have to drive all the way there to, to, to talk to this guy, to, to, obtain this and then come all the way and drive back. So I don't have to physically put in the same amount of efforts to do things as before because I have the technological advantage sometimes to get things done. The same thing goes for um, I can – like I mean a a whole bunch of things with technology that I have the ability to do now where I can just call someone or use an app or press a button where – Prime example, calculators, there was a time where you had to put a ton of effort to do a complex math equation. It might take you 15 minutes to come up with an answer where now you could get the answer in a minute or 30 seconds or 10 seconds. You just type it in, press enter, and now it's right in front of you. So are we lazier because we have e- easier
1: access to information and easier yeah. access to things? Like, no, I don't think so. It's 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 a more – I feel like with the evolution of technology and um, even just concepts for how to resolve things, we're just more efficient. As not just us, I'm just saying every generation will get more efficient, and so it's not it's the it's the whole phrase work smarter, not harder. Like I'm not lazy because I choose to order something off of Amazon rather than going down to Target and getting it. It's just that that fits my life better. And so maybe, maybe we're looked at as lazy because we have more time on our hands because it doesn't take so long to get everything done. And then, you know, we can fill that with whatever we want. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe we should work towards filling that time with more print quote unquote productive things or something. But I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that too. It's just, there's more efficiency in, in what we're doing. Um, as we, you know, as the generations go on, um, and you know, maybe it's for the better or for the worse. But I, I think it's tough to to really just have this tunnel vision point of view that it just it's automatically laziness. Because I don't feel like I'm a lazy person. I feel like I can be lazy, but I don't think at my core I'm a lazy person.
0: Yeah, I would say it's probably easier to be lazy now because it, we do have, and I think that's not going to be something that's going to stop anytime soon. I think as we progress more as a society it's easier to just become lazy because it doesn't require that much effort sometimes to get things done because the economy is oftentimes based on saving time and efficiency is kind of what makes a lot of money. Hence a company like Uber. Uh, it's all about, it's more of a t- uh, time saving company than it is, is even a transportation company. Mm-hmm. So although it is easier to be lazy now, I do think that there has to be some understanding of, well, Though I might be able to get some things done easier, I actually will go to the gym now with some of the extra time that I have because I don't have to go to every single store. Uh, I might be able to use it to do any number of different things that could very easily be productive. I do think the other argument I guess you could make would be, well, sometimes even though we're not physically like – walking longer distances or running longer distances i do think that some of the um maybe some of the mental strain that we go towards having to always be in front of the computer and and like i I think you could sit in one space and and still work hard like you could make like a hundred phone calls in a day and i think you could probably like that could be a hard-working day from somebody it doesn't always have to be i went out there and and I don't know, mowed 19 acres of lawn. I don't think that that's the only way you look at what hard work is.
1: Yeah. Well, you kind of opened up another perspective of mine too. One thing I think with this efficiency that could maybe bring a negative side of things is because we get so used to the efficiency, we get so used to uh, things going so quickly so that we have all this free time, I think our our minds and maybe even our emotions are are like less patient with other people and maybe that's something that you should like there there's got to be some lines of you you never have this sort of impatience or laziness with and i feel like one of that is your interactions with people like um you know you you should give um your empathy to people and try to uh, be a good person for the sake of being a good person. Um, but I think a lot of times we get so caught up in the go, go, go attitude of, you know, this is coming in, this is coming in. I'm done here. I'm done here. Um, you know, I, I don't have time to focus on, you know, John Doe from down the street. I mean, I, I remember when you first moved to Chicago. I felt like you you had talked about how a lot of people were so like business mindset that they didn't even give a crap about you or or, or like this just this idea of there wasn't really this human connection you felt anymore. I mean, do you do you remember what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, I I don't remember. I still feel it.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I'm
0: still living right right in that. I mean, that's just the the nature of living in a pretty transient area with a bunch of millennials right, right in the midst of trying to establish themselves in a big city that has so much activity that right. that kind of stuff can definitely happen
1: and and that's the t- that's the part where i feel like you know maybe a previous generation calling us lazy or whatever that's where i think maybe they're more accurate is just i But then again, I I don't know how previous generations were, but I do do feel more and more as I get older and more aware of things, there's a lot of times this lack of compassion um, or even patience within people. And it's just like, you know, you want people to be more aware or at least (laughs) give a shit more than they do sometimes, but, uh, you know, it's something that you... I guess I personally want to try to work on myself um, because I know that I sometimes get tunnel visioned in my own stuff and then, you know, stop, stop paying attention to that. But um, I mean, one thing I wanted to also kind of mention here is I feel with the whole previous generation thing, one thing I can't stand is I feel we hear it all the time from every previous generation about the next generation is how like we're somehow doomed. And like, like I said, like, Every single generation has said that about the next generation, and yet the world is still spinning like do you Do you have a similar point of view, or do you think we may actually be heading down like a darker path now?
0: I think that it's always going to be a thing where people are going to say that the next generation is doomed. I think that's uh i't don't, I don't even know fully why that it happens. I think that there's sort of a Superiority complex, where everyone thinks that their generation is yeah. the smartest and the best generation. Because one, everyone wants to feel special. <laughs> right. Like that's just the thing. And um, I think that humans in general are a little bit negative. I do think that we have negativity because of, partially because of the media. I think the media sort of portrays a certain aesthetic that things are worse than they are sometimes. And I, I do think that, unfortunately, that kind of comes across with how every generation views the world in front of them. Um, but I no, I don't. I don't think that things are necessarily any more doomed. If there was one thing, I'm probably the most concerned about. So every generation has something that you know previous generations smoked cigarettes and they thought like, oh, you know, that's fine. They ate a bunch of fast food and they thought like, oh yeah, no, nothing's going to happen if we eat fast food or process all of our foods. Like there's been so many things from previous generations. Like it blows my mind sometimes just how smart I think humans are. And then I think about how what only a couple hundred or a few hundred years ago we thought people were witches and we were drowning them and coming up with all kinds of stuff, like yeah. humans are clearly not as smart as we often give them credit for, <laughs> but if there is something about us being doomed that would worry me the most going forward, it would be one the just the concept of mental health being really bad because now that everyone's exposed to the parts of their life that they Couldn't really conceptualize first, and now they can just go on YouTube and look up like the fabulous life of billionaires or successful celebrities. Like you can like look into their life and see all the great things that they have that you don't have like firsthand. So I think that that's very scarring for towards emotional development. And I think that the other doomed part of the future could just be if kind of uh, connecting to that if technology develops at a rate further than we really are able to. just or sustain so maybe robots take over the world or something like i think (laughs) i think that that's that's the uh the the parts of doom that i would see in the future
1: interesting (laughs) (laughs) that last point went in a direction i did not expect it to but um i mean to touch on the first thing the mental health thing I think that was a great point because I I feel like, I mean, you see it a lot of times with body image, you know, we, um, you know, especially young women, you know, uh, growing up and and seeing, oh, this is what guys are attracted to these skinny ass girls. And like everybody has a different, based on genetics and and just, uh, you know, environment, even a little bit, uh, you know, people's bodies are going to develop differently than others. And so, The access to seeing all of that and then, you know, creating this concept of what is successful, what is attractive, what is this, what is that. Um, I think that the media has a huge impact, too, on just, like, now we are able to see all of the tragedies that go on in the world. Whereas, I mean, take a history class, like, freaking, there are attempts at genocide, (laughs) You know, like, previous generations had it rough, too. So, it, it, but but now it's the media. So now we hear about every school shooting. We hear about stabbings. We hear about, um, you know, gang violence, all this stuff. And, and so it's just like, holy crap, the world is messed up. But, you know, this stuff has been going on for so long, and it's it's just tough to really have, have an idea of, Oh yeah, this, this time around it actually is, we're more doomed than we ever have been. Um, I I don't think that it's accurate and I do think it's something that gets overstated. Like you said, every generation has said that about the next generation, but we're still here uh, as of right now, I guess, you know, those robots might be coming around (laughs) the corner. Well, (laughs) about the robots, because there's,
0: I have a sort of a serious point to connect. That's, sort of related, but my grandpa, I know I've brought him up a couple of times in the podcast so far, but he he had made a comment to me when I was home for one of the holidays where he was really, really pissed off about, uh, he told a story about how he went into a grocery store and there was a long line at one of the cashier counters and they told him like, oh, you only have a few items, you can go ahead and use the automated checkout process which you know if it happened to me i'd be like okay fine that's that's fast um but my grandpa who you know he's getting he's getting close to 80 years old um (laughs) (laughs) he didn't take too kindly to this and he he made a scene about how he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna go over there because he he didn't want to use like basically a robot because these (laughs) automated systems are taking away american jobs (laughs) (laughs) and how he has a big problem with us using robots to take away american jobs and i didn't actually intervene too much when he told me the story because i was just like i'm not gonna really change his perspective on this but my initial thought was when i walked away from it was you know, if everyone in the world was my grandpa, we would never develop anything. Like we would just be stuck in the times. Like part of the reason why we have advanced technologically, whether you have problems with how we've advanced or not, the ability for us to advance technologically has been because we've we're always pushing ourselves because we right. find more efficient ways of doing things and then someone else finds opportunity to make money and monetize a better way, a more efficient way to do something. And then that creates, um, a demand for it. And then economically w- we have a, a reason for them to spend money and time on building new technologies and new technologies equal new technologies. And before we know it, we create a more efficient world that we live in. So I, right. I, he, he was so negative towards it, but I thought to myself like, but we need that because now we have to create new jobs for people that'll be like we don't, if we don't need people to work in grocery stores, as far as I'm concerned, like then we don't need people to work in grocery stores. If we need right. people to – we're going to need people to do something else because as technology develops, we need like more engineers or we need more computer scientists. Like we're going to need more people to do things. I don't see anything wrong with a more educated
1: world to live in. Right. I think it's natural selection on a scale of uh, just living life. You know, not necessarily natural selection like people are going to die off in this way but it's it's natural selection on exactly if if a grocery store doesn't need employees anymore cuz everything is automated then that's going to free up those people's time now they can they can choose to not do anything with that time and just kind of fade away or they can evolve with the times and 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 find a more um, applicable path to follow, and maybe that might be, you know, trying to become a doctor or a, a scientist that develops some new technology or some cure or you know whatever. But yeah, that that stuff is going to keep pushing us to evolve, and and I think that that's where every generation doesn't necessarily get darker; it 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 gets better, it it, it grows, it you know develops new things for us to. Um, kind of dive into or, or innovate and and so I just feel like I want to hold myself to this because I don't want to be a an 80 year old guy that looks down <laughs> upon a generation because they don't do everything the way that I did it you know you want to try to stay open minded to the fact that yeah maybe this new way has its negativities but it's also what created this and what created that you know it's um, You know, like, even, you know, I'm not a fan of social media, but the core concept of it allows people like you and I to to stay in contact, even though we live states apart. Like, you know, you and I are Skyping right now, and 30 years ago, we we wouldn't have been able to do that. Uh, You know, maybe we would talk on the phone every once in a while, but it just, like, things are different now, and it allows... Like it allows something like this, a, you know, a friendship to stay intact even though we don't live anywhere near each other. So it's just – it's just – it's an evolution. It's a growth and it's not always – you know, I think things are getting better in the area that they could get better. And maybe they might be getting worse in, in the places where they were already heading down a negative road. Um, but uh, I don't think it should be any other way. I think that's that's – just evolution in itself. I mean, is that how you feel?
0: Yeah, that, that's why it frustrates me a lot that my grandpa is very negative towards our generation and then I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> we understand that automating certain jobs is going to create a demand for people to educate themselves more and and dive in deeper into different avenues, especially coming from someone like my grandpa, who has a lot of like capitalistic views for him to say that i'm just like, well well what do you want you you want us to be <laughs> held back in the times like no we if, if at this point like we're going to push ourselves forward. There was probably a time where humanity could have evolved in a different way, where we weren't so focused on uh, developing modes of better transportation or better data sending. But, you know, given the way that our, that the economy developed over time and the world developed over time, like we're doing what needs to be done to, to have a consistent growth. And our generation, I think, is very good about having an open mind to creating better ways of getting things done. And I hope that that continues and that we don't turn into – the 80-year-olds who are saying the yeah. same thing <laughs> but i guess i guess we don't know for sure maybe certain people like they just hit a uh, amount of time in their life and they're like everything beyond this this technology I'm not, I'm not cool with. Like, maybe you and I will turn right. 40, and we'll be like, you know what? This is the perfect amount of technology. Everything beyond this is trash. We don't need it. We refuse to learn it.
1: Well, you hear I, – I had a conversation with one of my coworkers. Uh, she's in her 30s, and uh, I asked her if she had, like, heard a song that's, like, on the radio now. And she's like, no, I don't really listen to any new music. And I'm just like, you don't listen to any new music? <laughs> You're just so past the 90s, you were just done with music. There's no chance that you're going to like any songs past the 90s. And uh, she was like, well, you know what? I was like you once where I was like, I'm never going to get done with music. But just wait, young, you know, <laughs> yipper snapper, whatever she called oh, me. I, ha- <laughs> I hate when,
0: pe- when people do that.
1: They're like, well, just, just wait. You'll eventually be like this too. It's like, no, you don't know that. Right yeah no it's just it's funny to 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 see that happen but um i mean yeah i i want to try to be aware of of the faults of you know getting older and thinking that your way is better i mean i definitely do see it in myself sometimes where i'm just like how are these people such idiots <laughs> it's like well they're idiots from my point of view but you know maybe i'm i'm closing myself off on this side now but um I mean you know, we're talking about generation, but another topic we are kind of, you know, wanting to touch on with this was the idea of paying paying our dues. What what's your idea of like what's your definition of paying your dues?
0: So I, I got this a lot growing up when my dad would always say, Yep, first you gotta pay your dues. It was uh it was for basically anything I've ever had to do in life and able to uh enable or in order for me to earn respect, I had to do something called paying your dues, which basically would mean you know if I wanted to be a part of a fraternity, I would have to go through hell <laughs> I would have to be um <laughs> I would have to go through a process of earning everyone's respect, being like the low man on the totem pole, and then eventually get the desired results that I would need. The same thing would go in the in the in the workforce. I would go out and get the job where I'm the scrub, I'm the absolute bottom of the uh, totem pole, and I'd have to work hard, earn respect, and then climb my way to a point of authority in order to be successful and, and get to the places that I would want to go. That 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 was basically my understanding of paying my dues growing up. What, what was your perspective on that?
1: Yeah, it's pretty similar. I mean, just... Uh you know, it's it's kind of the opposite of instant gratification, where, you know, you, sometimes you're going to have to, um, you know, start at the bottom and work your way up the top. Um, and paying your dues is, 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 like, you kind of are responsible for those shitty times in the beginning. I, I mean, I saw it big time when I was pursuing music. It's just, you know, I would perform in a bar for just the bartenders like nobody would nobody was in the bar but them and those were really crappy times now I never really got the payoff of having a big crowd I, I think I had one show where we had like 50 something people um, which was pretty awesome but uh, you know it, the pain you do is you're, you're gonna have to go through those times before you get the reward of of that hard work that you paid off. Now, I think there is a difference between paying your dues and actually just being in something that's absolute dog shit that you don't enjoy or you don't see yourself in in the future. And I think that that's, that's a line that you have to draw is, am I am I paying my dues for something that I, when I get to the top of the mountain, I'm actually going to want? Or am I just paying my dues because you're supposed to pay your dues? <laughs> you know? That's a real thing. You
0: better think it through, if you're going to actually go through with paying your dues, you better be pretty confident at the end you're going to get that payout. Because I know there's been instances in my life where I was like, yeah, like, a good example for me was like improv comedy, where I was like, I was going to have to go through a lot of paying my dues to be able to do sketch comedy. I was going to have to go through all the Second City Conservatory, probably do IO, probably like go on and on with all this stuff and in the end that paying my dues was not something i was willing to do because the payout was going to be not probably in alignment with what i wanted and i wasn't willing to put in those dues because i didn't really like improv that much
1: (laughs) well for people that might be trying to make that path like what what do you think in in your um kind of dissection of that what do you think helped you find out that the end of that line wasn't going to be where you wanted to be at in, in to a point where paying your dues wasn't worth it anymore. Sure. So that, that, and,
0: um, my news reporting experience are sort of connected because they're sort of both instances where I've always liked the idea of having a platform where I could like be a sort of like a talk show host or do acting or something. So I've, I've tried a couple of different paths, um, improv comedy and news reporting, and in both of them, you have to go through a bunch of dues in improv or in news reporting before you can even get a shot at being something that I had thought about, which would be more like an entertainment host or actor or something. Right. So for me, I realized that the road to get there just wasn't for me because it didn't make me happy. Like it. I know when I'm really passionate about something, like I loved baseball. I used to love to just sit in the front yard, throw up a baseball and hit it. And I was always like reading, reading up on it. And I enjoyed basically all the steps of the process. When you don't enjoy the process, you're never going to be successful. Like I don't don't care who you are. Um, If you don't enjoy the process to get to an outcome, you either have to explore a different process to try to get to the outcome a different way. Or you just need to reconsider what you're doing.
1: I might disagree with you here a little bit because I feel like, like, I think about working out, for example. Like, I don't always enjoy working out that process that it takes. Uh, I might enjoy it after I finish my workout and I get to feel the endorphins. But the actual putting in the work to do the workout and whatnot, a lot of times I'm just like, God, I do not want to be doing this right now, but I just gotta stay disciplined and I just gotta do it because at the end of this road, when I get to this mountain, this process is going to be worth it. I feel like your your journey for like improv comedy and stuff, it wasn't necessarily the process that you didn't I mean maybe you didn't like the process too. But the payout at the end of the process wasn't going to make that process worth it. Like I want to work out because it's going to pay off to a point that's worth it in the end. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, that that's a that's a pretty fair point because I mean I, I do enjoy the process a lot of working out. But there's definitely certain days where um, – today was actually one of them where I had gotten to the gym for the first time since I had been in Germany. And I went in there and I was just like, oh, man. Like my body does not feel good. I did a squat and I had a tough time getting up. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, um, <laughs> I have to do this because I know that I'm really happy with myself when I get good payouts. Um, so I, I think, like, I think you're you're definitely right. Where you have to have that kind of clear goal at the end um, yeah. with the with the payout. And you know, in both of those instances, I didn't want to be a news reporter or a professional improviser, so I guess when I said right. I have to re- reconsider the path, I guess that's that's probably more along the lines of what I mean, just to add some clarity to it, because I knew that those were the two things specifically that weren't going to um, – that w- th- 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 those specifically were not things that I wanted the end results of.
1: Right, exactly. And so uh- – that's something that people I feel like have to really pay attention to. If you're in a path where you don't feel like the reward at the end of that path is going to be what you want, it's not necessarily the the process. I mean, it's partially the process, but it's not necessarily oh this process is hard, so I don't want the end goal. It's do you want the end goal? If you want the end goal, hey, you have to pay your dues. You have to go through this process to get to that end goal. It's not just going to come by switching paths, switching stuff. That was one thing, you know, I I think I found out in music too. I I found a lot of people, um, even I was guilty of it, where, you know, for a while there, I was, when I, well, when I first started out with music, I just wanted to use that as a vessel to impact people because I felt like I had, the ability to do so and it made me happy to try that. But once I started down the path, it kind of it it became more about, okay, I just have to be a big musician. I have to get a bunch of followers and a big audience and whatnot. And so I was like, okay, well if that's my path, uh what's the fastest way that I can get there? So I was like doing stuff solo and then I did transistor radio and then I went back to solo and I was just like jumping from path to path because my end goal, I didn't like the process that was getting to this end goal of being famous. And then it was like, wait a second, that's not what this was about. This was about impacting people in music. I need to step back and, and see where to go from here. So it's, it's about the calc- being calculated about where what do I want this t- the peak of the mountain to be. Um, and then once I get to that peak of the mountain, what's the next step after that? You know, it's, but it's that process is typically going to be pretty shitty no matter what path you follow down if it's something that you're truly pursuing. Like, I want to be a I want to be a therapist, but these next three years of getting my master's degree, they're probably not always going to be the most fun years. <laughs> like, just all the you know having a full-time job and studying all the time, you know, not going to have much of a personal life, like a social life. Um, But it's going to be worth it because now I know exactly where I want to be at the end of this, this journey. So I I do think one thing that would be helpful for paying
0: your dues. and, And there's one thing that I'm, I stand pretty passionately on is that I do think that people tend to, when someone's trying to like work their way up, I do think that there are some people who are just like, once they rise up through the rankings, they just have a tendency to like put other people down and they make paying your dues just like unnecessarily difficult <laughs> and frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, I do think that we would be better off just as people in general, like guiding someone through the process because there's been way too many times for me as I've been the low man in the totem pole and as, as I've started to feel myself gain some respect where I just wish I had a few people who would have just been nicer to me and made me feel like, you know, this is all going to pay out in the end. Like, I hate this idea of, oh, I'm the CEO, so I can just treat you like garbage because you're the low man in the totem pole and you're still trying to pay your dues. Well, I'm like, no, no, you can't do that. Because just because you had to deal with that and people were mean to you doesn't give you the right to then now be that much of, like, a a bad person and give me a bunch of shit. So that really is something
1: that makes me angry. I am glad you brought this up because it it drives me nuts. Like the idea of, hey, when I was a freshman in high school, I got bullied by, you know, seniors because they were seniors. So And it sucked and I hated it. But now I'm a senior, so I'm going to do the same thing to other freshmen. Don't you remember that it sucked when you were a freshman? So why wouldn't you still have that same perspective and, like, help them along? I see it too with my... With my uncle, uh, he used to talk about when he was the low man on the totem pole at his job, people didn't give a shit and didn't help him with stuff. And so now that he is like one of the top dogs there, he does the same thing for people that are starting out. Like he he consciously does it. He's like, well, that's they got to pay their dues. And it's like, that's not paying your dues. That's you like purposefully being a fucking jackass <laughs> to these people even though you knew what it was like to have someone be a jackass to you it's <laughs> it, it just drives me crazy that people will consciously make that effort to be an asshole when it's like don't you remember what it was like
0: yeah the to- fact that we just accept that is the thing that makes me so frustrating like it's somehow it's like society thinks that it's okay to do that so that's why it, it's a continuous cycle of it happening over and over again. Right. <laughs> and I hate it. Why doesn't it just end? Like, I, I mean, I'm probably guilty a little bit at times of doing it, but for the most part, I don't do it. I'm just like, yeah, that was terrible. Let me be like the one guy who's going to make you feel a little bit better
1: about the process. Right. Well, and I think, you know, if you want to can if you want to encourage people evolving and growing and stuff like that you should try to um you know enhance their path not demean it and like <laughs> try to kick out the foundation like if we want to continue growing as a generation as people as humanity like there has to be an effort of compassion within everybody's path and i just i'm blown away sometimes by the absolute lack of it it doesn't make any sense to me especially when so many people have dealt with it in the past um i mean i don't know i i guess i've never really seen you in uh, situations other than our interactions but i mean so so do you ever try to find yourself conscious of like like if you're at a job for a while if someone new comes in do you try to help them out or i mean what, what's your effort? Mike? 100%. Me, me uh, I've, I've never done too well whenever
0: I get a new job with the whole trying to learn everything like super quickly. I think I get – I tend to get overwhelmed in, in the very beginning and I, I don't do well at um, – I don't learn too well from just having a bunch of meetings where people just tell me what to do. I tend to learn way better just through screwing up and learning from my own mistakes and kind of learning it um, that way. So I'm yeah. very, very patient with people when they first start something, when they're trying to get things done and helping them helping them along because I know that if when people do that for me, it alleviates so much more anxiety and I get off to such a good start.
1: Right. Yeah, and I I, I wish you saw more of that in not even just the professional world, but just like I guess anything that people are trying to pursue or um, strive towards, whether it even be like trying to be a better person, you know, just, you know, I, I see this in some friends where they've done some shitty things and, you know, there has to be obviously some accountability, but that's different than just like kicking people while they're down, you know, they're on the bottom of the totem pole, totem pole already on, on a certain path or something. I don't need to add to that by, you know, just jumping on them and whatnot. I'd rather, maybe I, I, I'm serious and hold them accountable, but at the end of the day, I'm like, look, this is gonna be tough, you know, for you to apologize to this person and reconcile these things, or, you know, it's gonna be a hard road. It might take a really long time, but if if being a good person is what you really want, that's what you're gonna have to do, you know, and that's that's the pain your dues thing. The pain your dues thing should not be, um, you know, freaking Bob from accounting got picked on when he first got into accounting and so now that I'm in accounting he's going to you know pick on me to make my time shitty. <laughs> well
0: well to try to or to kind of transition from just the idea of paying your dues the idea of not having to just tough everything out and like being open to new opportunities presenting themselves to you yeah, to, yeah. to make more money or to put yourself in a better place. I do think that sometimes if you get too caught in the idea of paying your dues that you can sell yourself short and you can end up going down a path of you've been in a company for 30 years, you've gotten promoted maybe a couple of times, but you might've been way better off had you jumped jobs 10 times over those 30 years. But you you, in your mind, you set up this well, if I just keep working for the man here, eventually i 'm going to find myself in a better place. I a hundred percent think that at least once a year, you should evaluate the, your job market again, like you should apply to new jobs, you should look to see what 's out there, you should look for your connections i don 't think you should ever be too satisfied with exactly where you're at, not ever be too dissatisfied with where you're at either I think unless it you really just are dissatisfied I think you should you should always be open to the idea that a new opportunity could be just the next room over if you just opened your eyes to it and not just settling for the idea of oh I'm going to pay my dues and then eventually all these great things are going to happen to me because yeah by the same token you could be laid off tomorrow
1: yeah no absolutely I mean I guess I'm glad that you brought that up because it seems like you, I guess, in your, I guess, professional life have been kind of mobile in, in your jobs. So uh, you, you do consciously try to be open about new opportunities then?
0: Absolutely. Uh, I, whenever I talk to somebody new and they ask me about my job, I almost always say, but I'm open to new, i like I'm open to new opportunities. And I'm not saying that because I don't like my jobs for the most part, I have liked my jobs Um, or I, I took away valuable things from them, but my thinking always is, I don't know what, like, I, I just, I just got a new job. And at that moment I wasn't really looking, I, I I was doing like casual looking, but I really, I wasn't looking into this opportunity a whole lot. I had been in talks with someone and then they had brought up, oh, like we're hiring. And then I, I kind of got interested to learn a little bit more and then I learned more about it. And I was like, this is, this is great. This is a much better opportunity for me in and in a lot of different ways, and I took it. So that's actually you know that's where I've been the last two weeks. I just got back yesterday from Germany because my job training uh, started out there, and I I didn't expect to, that to happen <laughs> at all. But because right. I, I kept my eyes open to it, I allowed a really interesting opportunity to take me over four thousand miles away for two weeks, and now I'm, tomorrow I have my first day here in the Chicago office, so it's very, very interesting how things can change really fast, and I think it's a prime example of keep your options open. Like, I I make a lot more money than when I first moved here, and I have a lot more responsibilities and get to do a lot of cooler things, because I wasn't afraid of stepping outside and seeing what the world had to offer me.
1: Yeah i mean i I think last episode our episode about like uh living life to the fullest, I talked about my friend's dad who you know is in his fifties now and is in a job that he paid his dues, but and now he's on the top of the totem pole and is like, Wait a second, I don't even like what I'm doing, <laughs> and now it's too late for him to really start somewhere fresh, so I think that's one thing I respect about our generation now. Is the the desire to find a vocation that you you feel purpose in? Now, I do think there is a line though where jumping ship, if it's not for the right reasons, is is kind of a laziness. You know, if you're just like, if you really want the the top of that totem pole at the job that you're at, but you're just not willing to, um, you know follow the the path to get to there and so you just keep jumping from place to place until like one you know gets you there quicker or something i feel like that's just a lack of accountability and you know laziness in some way shape or form but for instance like you like i i feel like you your your ultimate goal is to still kind of have somewhat of an entertainer type of career or have that be a big part of your life and so your professional like the jobs that you've had aren't necessarily ever the the pinnacle of what you'd want to be doing with your life so keeping an open mind and looking for better opportunities isn't about just oh i don't like the fact that i have to work hard and to get where i want to go it's more i'm just going to keep looking for what i got because i don't really have anything in mind for getting you know getting paid. And you know, that's, that, I think there's, there's a line between those two things that you have to, you have to draw. Like if you want the end goal, you're going to have to pay your dues and, and, and take some shit, um, in order to, in, in order to get to that spot.
0: What has been your experience with, uh, the job market so far in, in your life? And like, and like, what what have you, what do you normally
1: look for when you're looking for a new job? Well, it's been different for me because, Before I was pursuing music as a career, so any job that I would hold was literally something that I just needed to pay the bills. So it was about, you know, without me having a degree and stuff, what is going to, um, you know, give me the best opportunity to continue pursuing this path. Now it's a little different, because now I have my degree, and now I'm pursuing, you know, um, a master's in counseling... And so the job that I have now it's in insurance which I don't want to be in insurance for the my whole life but this actually is a job that's super important for me because if I do become a therapist it's I'm going to I'm developing skills within the job that I have now that are going to be beneficial for me down the road and I have tuition reimbursement at my job which Ooh. allows me to go get my you know graduate degree without worrying about the cost which is a huge thing. So for me, I think ultimately for me, all of my jobs have been what's going to set me up for getting the ultimate job that I want the best. You know, so when I was pursuing music, I you know, worked at Jimmy John's. Um, wasn't very intense, at least until I became a general manager. That was a little more intense. Um, but you know, it paid my bills and allowed me to have like free nights so I could go perform. Um, and then, you know, I, when I got back to Minnesota and I was still pursuing music, I worked at Costco, which is is actually a great place. A lot of people end up staying there because they got benefits and, you know, are are really, um, uh, kind of rated high as an employer. Um, so I got that, you know, benefits and, uh, you know, a flexible schedule so I could still pursue music. Then all of a sudden it kind of, the, the shift came where it was like, okay, now I'm going to have to. You know, put music to the side and pursue um, something else. So I went back and got my degree. So it was, you know, what job can I get with my degree that's also going to be applicable to the career path I choose? Um, And you know, I'm not working in a therapist office or anything, but I'm working in the next closest thing, which is insurance. And I speak to therapists and people from their office um, to to help educate and to navigate through. Uh, what it's like to work with insurance and within the um industry of behavioral health, so it's for me it 's always been about what's set me up for my end goal i guess
0: yeah if I, I like yeah I like how your your experience has been a lot different than mine. I think it's kind of cool to have the different perspectives on it, so I was just generally curious to know how you yeah. make those decisions yeah, no i
1: mean it's 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 been kind of flexible because, you know, before I had an idea of, because I mean, even pursuing music as a career is kind of an open-ended thing. Like, you know, what can, I mean, maybe I could have got a job at like a studio or something, but I didn't really have skills as like a producer or anything, um, to, you know, to, to be of any benefit in, in that place. I just kind of play piano and write songs, but, uh, But, yeah, I feel like you have always kind of been, you know, free-minded or open-minded in your opportunities because, you know, it's whatever's best is really kind of what you go for, it seems like.
0: Yeah, with, with the idea in mind, too, that knowing that the grass is not always greener on the other side because I do think that that's a way that you can find yourself doing it for the wrong reasons if you just assume that where you're at is the worst place that you've ever been. I can tell you that it's probably not. There's probably much worse places and be aware when it's time to go, but also be aware that where you're going isn't necessarily going to be better. So like really think those types of decisions
1: through. That would be my one bit of advice on it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's that whole journey. I feel like when you're going through the process of paying your dues, you you have to remain present. Because if you just put yourself on autopilot and just go through the motions of paying your dues, you might end up being a person who's paying your dues for something you don't want to be doing in, in the first place. Yeah, every, everyone
0: but, knows that guy.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. And you're just going to be miserable, I feel like. I mean, you're – especially in in, a, in your work life because that's going to be like 75% of your life is just working all the time, at least in America.
0: Oh yeah, I've definitely I've been in offices before where I look over and I'll be like, that guy over there will be pretty good for this company. He's like, he's got some talent, this or that, but he'll never get as far as he could get or as far as he could go because he'll always have this thought in his mind that he should just like work harder, work harder, work harder, but never actually like look for new opportunities or ask for that next promotion or anything like right. that. So yeah. I never want to fall into that. My thing is, is some, there's going to be some people out there who are going to be like, man, that Stephen guy, he, he's annoying or he, he thinks he's this or that. But I think sometimes you got to just, you have to just go for it. You mm-hmm. have to just be open to the idea of sometimes people are going to get frustrated with you, but you got to keep an open mind to opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. So we'll probably talk about the uh, people writing in next time. <laughs> so now that, now that we're actually back here recording episodes again uh, for everyone to listen to, we want to open it again for people to to write in their questions or leave comments um, You guys can find me on Instagram at Stephen Russell B. Or you can also tweet me at Stephen Russell B. Either of those avenues works. You could also comment on um, my YouTube channel under Butch Boss. That works just as well. If you have any specific questions or uh, comments on the episodes, we're planning on releasing these podcasts once every two weeks is, is is the plan as of right now. And some of those episodes might just be just one of us. We we kind of talked about how, so that w- w- when an instance like this happens where we're out of town a lot or one of us is sick, that we have the ability to still do an episode, whether it's what you're used to. We don't know. Um, it, it's going to kind of just be up to interpretation to whatever that person wants to do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're, you know, we're still evolving with this um, as, as we try it out. Um, so we're and we're also trying to be conscious of our lives because like I said in the beginning of the episode we're both kind of in transitional periods I mean you know Stephen just got a new job Um, I'm in the process of I actually just moved out of an apartment then I'm going to be moving again in September uh, starting a master's program so it's just a lot of stuff is happening Um, so we want to continue putting out content for you guys but uh, also want to give ourselves some some breathing room, I guess, a little bit. Um, and, and so I think it might even be an interesting twist sometimes for you guys to hear just one of us talk about some stories in our life or or just one of our points of view on on some topics. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, and, again, I, I want to reemphasize, you know, email us at emgpod at gmail.com. Um, it's just it's really cool to talk to you guys and hear your points of view. Um, so if you have specific questions that we can incorporate within the episodes, that's going to be sweet too. Um, I also you know, talked to Stephen about this before the episode. Um, I felt like I, it was something I was responsible for kind of mentioning, but um, especially because we talked about social media in the first episode of this podcast, I did create an Instagram page and a Twitter page uh, for my music specifically. I've kind of had a lot of thoughts about um you know the the ability i have to create music and the desire to create music but also um i think there's a responsibility within that to share it with people as well um so i'm i'm trying to use those outlets as um as a path to to just display the things that i'm working on and and give you guys a light into that i'm not trying to <laughs> be a hypocrite on uh you know in getting these uh, social media platforms back up I really just want any avenue I can can use to be uh, a great you know method of access for people to see to listen to music and, and maybe feel a connection that I, I had always hoped for um, so yeah you can follow uh, a sound my SoundCloud page soundcloud.com slash Music. Instagram uh, handle is Brandon Flippin' Music, um, and I think my Twitter is just B flippin' Music. I, I can't remember, but uh, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of acknowledge that because um, I didn't want to <laughs> come across like a big hypocrite. But uh, yeah, that's the reasoning for it. So yeah,
0: if you want, if you want to hear our perspectives on social media, feel free to tune into episode one of the Everything Must Go podcast, where we go in depth. On our thoughts on social media, and you'll hear that Brandon has totally the opposite view of what he just stated. (laughs) But but I can totally understand it because, you know, we always evolve as people. We see things differently. But no, really, there is value from social media, and we we talk about that quite a bit on that episode. So listen to that if you want to hear some uh, some more dialogue on it. Yeah.
1: Um, so any final thoughts here on uh, anything we've talked about? No, I mean, I guess if I can think of ways to summarize what we talked about, I I think in general, uh, you know, this millennial generation, just like any generation before or probably after, there are going to be the goods with the bads. And I don't think that the bads of this generation will cause to the end of the will be a cause to the end of the world, (laughs) like some, uh, you know, people from a previous generation might act like sometimes, you know, we're constantly evolving. And I think that's something that we should encourage rather than um, discourage, uh, for lack of a better term. And also when it comes to paying your dues, I think it is very important to understand that paying your dues is something uh, you should be doing for a path that you truly love or or, are or want to follow um, because paying your dues does suck sometimes that process takes discipline it takes a lot of strength and you don't want the paying your dues to come out to something that you never even wanted in the first place so once you find what you want go for it with everything you got and don't give up at the sign of adversity that's the adversity is part of paying your dues um, stick through it and uh, see what happens. Yeah, that. That's very well said um, I feel
0: like I always end up oversimplifying my final uh, my final uh, takes on things, but basically, our generation, being the millennial generation, I think is not the worst generation that's ever been, might in fact actually be the best generation that's ever been, but just like all the previous ones, we have our pros and cons. I do think, though, that we are very innovative and open to the idea of not just accepting the world around us and... and d- being open to the idea of there being more and I think if there's an opportunity to improve the situation that you're in, whether it's financially or just challenging yourself further, I think you should you should go ahead and, and be open to it and, and look into it and, and see if, what you're fully worth. And that we're not all just we're not all just lazy. Lazy is an interpretation of people having a different opinion on what laziness is laziness is anything that you want to, that you want to say it is. But to me it's maybe not reaching your full potential would, could be lazy if you intentionally don't do things to get to where you want to go. Sure. That could be, that could be lazy. But as a whole, I think, uh, our, the millennial generation gets a lot of abuse from older generations, but you know, It's not our fault that there's so much plastic in the ocean. Had they just recycled, we wouldn't be worried about this right now, would we? (laughs) (laughs) I think we talked about that,
1: right? (laughs) Calling them (laughs) out.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's basically it. But, you know, tune in next time for the next episode where we talk about acting like a man. As we said, please send in your comments and questions to emgpod at gmail.com and uh thank you for listening
1: yeah take it easy guys